following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're listening to Kathleen Roach-Nagy and we're here with our regular Tuesday evening show on Unity FM 93.5 and also our Luton listeners are listening in to us on 105.1. Before I start this evening with our guest, I'd just like to um, apologise for not being here last week. I actually was in Bosnia doing some training and we had our first train the trainer for approachable parenting, delivering the five pillars of parenting trainers in Bosnia, mashallah. Twelve trainers from there are now trained up, one of them which is our first man but also our first imam so uh, we're making a lot of progress there in helping parents understand how to raise their children and how to um, bring them up bring them up adequately inshallah and if you want to listen to any of our programs it, this just reminds me that we do put up our programs online on our website for you to be able to listen to them download them at your convenience at another time so please do go to www.approachableparenting.org.uk now, this evening, we're live in the studio and we have our guest, Dr. Aisha, back with us again. We're talking about health, as we have been for the last few sessions. And this week, we're going to tr- concentrate on women's health in pregnancy. And you may remember that Dr. Aisha came a couple of weeks ago, um, a very, very busy doctor, mashallah. She's a clinical teaching fellow at Women's Birmingham's Women's Hospital and an honorary lecturer at the University of Birmingham Medical School and she's just come off a shift last night and she really looks wonderful here in front of me after coming off a shift mashallah to be here with you today to answer your queries that you have about pregnancy and this show we're dedicating to pregnancy inshallah so that we can help all those mums and dads as well that might need to know what to expect, what are tests about, what they need to do when they first become pregnant. So please do ring in if you've got any queries on 0121 That's 772 And we are here until 6pm this evening, inshallah. So uh, Dr. Aisha, welcome back. It's lovely to see you again. Jazakallah khair, Kathleen. I really, really appreciate it. It's a, it's a pleasure to be back. Thank you. You don't look like somebody who's been on night duty last night. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I have a good face cream. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. 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 So how many babies did you deliver last night? Um, Alhamdulillah, two. But mashallah. mashallah. Because um, the rest are midwifery lads, so they're mm-hmm. very low risk and normal. So mm-hmm. we don't have to intervene if they're low risk and normal. So mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. There's a few more, but they're all midwifery lad. Mashallah. And what a blessing to be there. I always feel as being a midwife myself, although I haven't practiced for many years, now every new birth giving life to new birth bringing a new new life into the world is so unbelievable so wonderful to have such a wonderful experience mashallah to that's such a blessing for you to be there and witness this alhamdulillah i have to say that since uh, my days in medical school when i first started uh, doing obstetrics and gynecology to this day 
Um, I absolutely love the fact um, that I'm, alhamdulillah, blessed to be part of people's kind of momentous occasion in their life. And I mm. think it's just, it's amazing. Every special, every delivery is special and every baby is special. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic to just see that new baby come into their parents' world. It, it's great. Mm. Yes, it must be indeed. Or, you know, subhanAllah. And the experience of mums and dads being there so happy. It's subhanAllah. That's what I loved about midrafi, that the joy in everybody's face, that there's... And there is so few, really, I suppose, when it's something bad happens, it's, it is tragic, but it's so few when you push into proportion. Mainly you have good, healthy babies, happy mums and happy dads. Definitely. And even though, you know, you do have those small percentages of not so good outcomes, mm-hmm. it's, it's really important to try and be the best human being, I think. Not even just doctor, just try and be the best human being you can for the, for the couple or for the woman or for the family. And I think that really gets them through as well, you know, the humanity of it. Well, you actually, you just struck a note there because I was talking to somebody in Bosnia who um, had a bad experience. She had a miscarriage recently um, and in in hospital there she had a really bad experience and it wasn't the fact that she lost the baby, it was the people what she meant was not they were not humane and when you just mentioned the word humane there that just made me remember her story that how we need to be humane and she was saying please her message was to doctors please doctors be humane be human beings first before your doctors so I'm glad that you mentioned that and you didn't know anything about this story Um, she may be listening in now because actually the people in Bosnia are tuning into our radio show as well so welcome everybody's listening in abroad as well to our radio show Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, it's good to to um, for her to hear now. What is the what do we do here in the UK? Because I know you're working here in the UK. It's very different to to working abroad. And we would like to know what are uh, the procedures here in the UK. We have a lot of procedures here, which is great. And we have a book that parents, I believe, uh, newborn moms carry around with them. Can you tell us a little bit about this green book or green notes, as it's called? Um, firstly, to all the sisters who are pregnant, um, I hope you, inshallah, have a fantastic pregnancy and delivery. And for the sisters who are trying to get pregnant, inshallah, I wish you all the very best um, in the future with getting pregnant and having fantastic pregnancies and deliveries yourself too. Essentially, for most women, I think, who have had children, you'd probably recall having this green set of notes that you carry around with you that it it literally says pregnancy notes. And Mm -hmm. it's got a very lovely confidential title at the top. So essentially, these are your notes where you have all your pregnancy related information, general health related information. And I have to say, alhamdulillah, we're very, very blessed in this country to have the National Health Service, which actually provides fantastic maternity care in that in that respect you know you're literally taken care of from the day you find out you're pregnant till six weeks after you're you're delivered so you Mm -hmm. have that kind of um, antenatal um, Mm -hmm. so a pregnancy period intrapartum which is that delivery period and the postnatal which is up to six six weeks pregnant period where you know the NHS essentially looks after you within maternity services so so just before you go ahead now we just want to because people may be the first time listening to this Mm -hmm. and trying to understand the terminology what do the doctors call this and they've heard some of these these words before but didn't quite get them so can you just repeat them again uh, just a little bit slower so our listeners can just make sure that they understand what each one of the mean. Sure. Antenatal essentially is from the moment you're pregnant until you start getting into labour and your delivery period. So that's the antenatal. Mm -hmm. And then your intrapartum is essentially during the whole delivery period Mm -hmm. um, and the events of delivery and anything that goes on therein. Mm -hmm. And your postnatal is essentially from the time you have your baby until six weeks after 
So that's your postnatal period. So essentially all of that is covered within the maternity services Mm -hmm. as such. And the green book or the pregnancy notes are fantastic because, you know, for the only and for the only time in a woman's life, you essentially carry your health records with you and they're comprehensive in one place, including all your blood results, including all your kind of background health information. So they're very encompassing and I think that's, you know, that provides a really nice safety net around women, which Mm -hmm. is what you want to have during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that is very reassuring that we have a system, mashallah, we're so blessed to be here in the UK with a great system, this NHS that we have, that is able to cover all of that, that's able to understand what a a mum is going through and have her notes with her and know that she can go anywhere with this booklet and there everything will be seen straight away and she doesn't have to repeat her story over and over again. Inshallah. Inshallah. Very good. So this this book is given to the mums when? Um, usually, obviously, once a woman finds out that she's pregnant, so she'll mm. usually find this when she's she's kind of missed her her menstrual cycle, or okay. you, you know, she'll do a pregnancy test usually at home, find out she's pregnant, and then contact her practice nurse or her GP. And once she books in with them, you know, some practices are different. Some mm. practices will repeat the pregnancy test. They'd mm. like you to bring a urine sample in mm. and mm-hmm. repeat the test there. Or some practices will just take your word for it mm-hmm. and obviously then get you to book with one of the community midwives. Mm-hmm. And then essentially you'd just be put into the whole maternity pathway. Mm-hmm. So once you see your community midwife, um, you start having these green notes and you in a nice, lovely, lengthy appointment, you mm-hmm. essentially fill in kind of A to Z of your past medical history, your medication history, etc., right from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we start you on this journey quite early on because we can understand that, um, you know, we need to know about your health mm-hmm. as well as you need to know about what the options are for delivery and what actually happens. And the community is actually, um, the community services actually provide some antenatal classes, mm-hmm. some information about what happens around delivery, mm-hmm. you know, talk about what sort of pain relief you can mm-hmm. have. So mm-hmm. different centres, um, different primary care centres also provide that as well as health centres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's r- really very comprehensive answer, what you've just s- said there. I was just thinking when you were mentioning there about um, pregnancy and uh, the mum, I mean, some mums might be looking out for this because they want to get pregnant and they're looking at when w- their menstrual cycle and when they're missing a cycle etc um, for other mums it may be a total surprise for them They or they may be going through something else and just put it down to something else uh, and they might just go out and buy something in the chemist there's a lot of, of uh, tests out there that you can buy in the chemist are they all equal or is there one any better better than the other or is that what a parent you would expect ask a parent first to do or would it be just go to their GP what do you recommend well it's it's obviously it's very um, it's very well advertised all these pregnancy tests that either tell you you're positive so you can have the simple one that just give you two lines or a plus um, or you can have the one that's very fancy and tells you how many weeks you are pregnant so, oh wow yeah. so, <laughs> so uh, technology has come a long way so I think that these essentially measure the pregnancy hormone within mm. the urine right. and they well the simple ones are positive and the negative ones just mm. quantified above a, of a very, very low threshold. So it tells you whether you've got pregnancy hormones or not. Right. Whereas the other one that actually tells you how many weeks you are um, essentially measures thresholds. So if you're mm. over a certain threshold, you could be two to three weeks pregnant. And, you know, same the same for four to five weeks, etc. Mm-hmm. onwards. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what these pregnancy tests actually do. Mm-hmm. I, in essence, they are, alhamdulillah, good. They have a, you know, 90% accuracy. 
each pregnancy test actually quotes its own accuracy. Um, mm. Some of them have reduced accuracy, so they're not as accurate if you do them two to three days before your expected date for your next menstrual cycle. So mm. if you are planning to get pregnant, you know, you, mm. you obviously may be thinking, oh, I'm expecting my menstrual cycle on Saturday. Let me take the test on Thursday and see what, see if I'm actually pregnant already. Mm. So that may not be as accurate. And you might still have to wait for Saturday or even a few days after to get that pregnancy hormone to right. rise enough mm-hmm. to actually come up on a, on a, preg- on a urine dipstick or mm-hmm. a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. So just because you find that you're not pregnant a couple of days before your next menstrual cycle mm. it i wouldn't you know lose all hope just mm-hmm. repeat it again because it mm. might be that you missed your next cycle and you yeah. are pregnant yeah yeah yes and it's an individual thing whether they which one they go for and to read what's on the label and we're not advertising anyone here we're in the studio here <laughs> <laughs> we're not advertising a test but it, it is something that's available um, and it probably would reassure a few uh, some moms to have that there as to know that okay that that they can do it and and have a rough idea before they go to a doctor or make an appointment with a midwife. So after that, it also although some of them you say might go straight directly to the to the GP, then they go to a GP. So they meet the receptionist and they make an appointment for the GP themselves or for somebody else. Or does that depend on different clinics? Different. It depends on different practices. Right. So yeah. if, you know, in some places where you actually you've you've tested yourself and you found that you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and if you just call the receptionist, the receptionist saying, "I think I'm pregnant," mm-hmm. you know, who do I need to see? They might say, "Actually, oh, you need your your appointment with your GP," or actually, we can book you in for the practice nurse, mm-hmm. or actually, you know, let me just book in you for the, book you in for the community midwife in a few weeks' time. So every practice is different. So it just depends on when you call your receptionist and mm-hmm. ask him or her for some advice on what to do next, really. But I would say that when you do find out you're pregnant, definitely let um, let the health professionals know, just so obviously we can start the process of your maternity care. Right. So the earlier you let everybody know, the better. That's the saying, get, get in there earlier, indeed. Brilliant. So now you're at your your first appointment and you're given this lovely green notes that's very comprehensive. And I look at the first page of it and I see there's something that jumps out of my face. EDD, what is this? You know, and I'm thinking, I know what it is. Yes, because I remember I did EDD. But a, a new mum that don't know this and might be thinking, is that, what am I supposed to answer, say for this question? So can you explain what does EDD mean? Okay, so EDD essentially means estimated date of delivery so it's an acronym so it's a short form for when we think your baby is due so your nine months is up Mm -hmm. now there can be a little bit of confusion around this because some women actually plan or um, record their estimated date of delivery um, according to when their last menstrual cycle was right yeah and when they have their first scan which is about 10 to 12 weeks what the sonographer will do is measure the baby from the, the top of the head to the bum essentially Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with that measurement they will give you an estimated date of delivery and that measurement the the measurement got from the scan supersedes the measurement got from the menstrual cycle because that's more accurate and that is the one that we actually use for the rest of the pregnancy to to guide us to tell us how many weeks you are and when you're due brilliant so people can relax then you don't there's no quiz there's no 40 questions you can relax there's a scan coming up if you forgot things don't worry about the scan come up well we're going to go into a nasheed now because I think we need uh, to to think about how blessed we are to have to be able to um, think about these uh, facilities we have here and this is nasheed from Maher Zain, my little girl so I hope you enjoy this inshallah mm-hmm. 
are a miracle. You are a blessing from above. You brought joy to my soul and pleasure to my eyes. In my heart, I can feel it—an unexplainable feeling. Being a father, the best thing that I could ever ask for. Just thinking of you makes me smile. Holding you, looking in your eyes, I'm so grateful for having you. And every day I pray, I pray that you'll find your way. You know I love you. I love. Like a shining star, so beautiful you are, my baby girl. You light up my world. I pray that I get the chance to be around and watch you grow and witness your first steps. And the first time when you would call me dad, just thinking of you makes me smile. Holding you, looking in your eyes, I'm so grateful for having you. And every day I pray, I pray that you'll find your way. You know I love you. I love you, my little girl, my little girl. I ask God to bless. So innocent, so wonderful and pure. Oh God, I cannot express my gratitude. Oh, but I raise a good, 'cause all I want is to please You. And now I pray You'll guide her steps forever. You know I love. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're listening to Unity FM. I hope you enjoy that lovely Nasheed from Maharzain, my little girl. It's definitely got us smiling here in the studio, mashallah. Um, the right tune to have on when we're the right Nasheed to have on when we're talking about pregnancy and bringing new life into the world, mashallah. So we were talking before the Nasheed about the green notes and uh, the importance of them. 
why why is it important to have this green notes with you all the time? Why is it important to take your history, uh, etc., for midwives and doctors to know this? Okay, well, alhamdulillah, the, for the green notes essentially work through everything in terms of your details, your partner's details, your medical health, mm-hmm. um, and you know so on and so forth, which we'll discuss in a, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's really really important when you're pregnant to carry them around everywhere, um, mm-hmm. absolutely everywhere. I know they don't they're not exactly fashion accessories, and they don't, <laughs> they don't fit into everyone's small kind of clutch bags, mm-hmm. but you know, definitely do take them around anywhere, even if it's a plastic folder in the car that you can just pop in um, when you're out and about. And I think they're important because if you do have an emergency, if there's anything that goes wrong, if you have to go straight from, I don't know, Star City straight to the hospital, Mm -hmm. you've Mm -hmm. got your health records with you. um, And sometimes when you reach the hospital, your records themselves, if you haven't had to visit the hospital, your health records themselves are away in storage. And it usually takes them either a couple of hours or if you've not visited for a long time, takes them a day or two to get them mm-hmm. so at least they have your records for the immediate purposes of attending for any emergency or if you if you come with any pain just being able to see you and know what's happened so far mm-hmm. so that's why when you actually go to the GP or the midwife or whatever or even the doctors for any concerns they will always write in this in, in one of the parts within your green notes so it, it acts as a continuous form of communication to anyone in the medical profession who's going to look after you in your pregnancy Good. So that's powerful advice, everybody out there. If you thought that these notes are something to keep at home on the shelf, keeping them safe, which a lot of mums would think, you know, especially if you've got a couple of children, I don't want them to get lost. I will keep them in a safe place and I'll leave them there. I know where they are. They wouldn't think of taking them out with them. So Mm. uh, please, mums, do take them with you. You just heard what the doctor said now. (laughs) Have them with you all the time in the car or in your bag so that you, you know that they're with you. And these notes then, they there's a lot of information in there and there's something about making informed choices in there what does that mean I mean, as a human being, as mm-hmm. a patient in, in the healthcare, you have the right to make an informed choice about anything and everything that you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's something like having a blood test taken to having an operation. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the beauty of, of working or being in, in this health system. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, obviously, the, the this relationship between the midwife and yourself and a doctor if they're involved in your care. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you have an informed choice. So they will talk to you about the pros and cons of everything. So the pros and cons of having screen screening, of having any investigations, of having any treatments, of having any interventions, so having things done to you or even delivery choices. And I think that's what a lot of health professionals will focus on or should focus on is, you know, this is why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. This is why it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And the only negative thing, for example, if we're talking about simple blood test is, you know, we're doing this blood test to find out something and Mm -hmm. we offer it to all pregnant women. And the only obviously negative aspect is the fact that you have to have a needle and Mm -hmm. uh, the actual blood test for it. So, you know, that's how any health um, intervention, any health processes should be placed for an informed choice for you to make brilliant yes so that it is your choice you are the patient you are making the decision so people around you are helping you and doing things but in the end it is your choice which is another brilliant thing about the nhs here um and in other countries as well they have very good systems i know i mentioned earlier on about uh, this poor sister but it was just a bad experience that she had there it wasn't a a universal experience in that country either they have very very good uh, Mm. systems out there but unfortunately she just um didn't have in her experience wasn't so good but here in the UK we have a lot of informed 
a lot of instances that we can make informed choices, inshallah. So when you go to your first visit, I know you mentioned earlier on that, you know, it could be quite long. How long do you think is quite long? You know, is it, it we're used to going to 10 minute GP visits. Oh no! This will this um, the first GP uh, the first midwife appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is after you find out you're pregnant and you're you're ready to see your midwife. Mm-hmm. Can take up to an hour. Um, so you know the midwife, depending on your practice or you know or the location you stay in, she might come to your house, or you might actually have to go visit her at the surgery or a community center, and that can take up to an hour. So that's all the information for pregnancy mm-hmm. that she will give you. Um, she'll give you kind of um, a bounty pack that's got a lot of information within it, and she'll go through the green notes within uh, within them as well. So mm-hmm. you know, taking down your medical history, taking down any family history, um, obviously any tobacco use if there is anything even not for yourself but within the household because secondary smoke can affect pregnancy Um, you know ethnic origin things like that that might actually prompt us towards you know creating safety nets around you so it's just essentially more information why why would they be interested in ethnic origins I think as unfortunately as Asians or Afro-Caribbeans or Middle Eastern populations, some of us are exposed to um, a higher risk of, for example, diabetes and pregnancy. So say Mm. you have a few factors where you've got first degree family relative who's got diabetes, Mm -hmm. as well as your Asian or Middle Eastern or Mm. black Afro-Caribbean, then you Mm. you can have an increased risk of diabetes. So there's a test that we can do later on in your third trimester to Mm. test if you get pregnant, uh, diabetes pregnancy. So it's all for your benefit. So they're not asking this just to any kind of getting to know you or curiosity. <laughs> curiosity it is all for there is a reason for every a question that has been asked smoking not smoking etc well, we're coming up to a commercial break quite soon um, and our listeners if you um, our listeners please do tune in after this commercial break and to get to know more about pregnancy 